So you both are, are extremely influential in the community, and I know um, you pass your practices and soldier practices on. Is your health thriving, or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Hey folks, Dr. Moji here, and I have Jack and Jean Hedrick with me, and they have been in our community for years, so I'm so glad to have you guys. Um, Jack, let's start with you. How long have you been in practice as an eye doctor? Well, I was practicing for 60 years until, um, what, four years ago? Yeah, until four years ago. And how old are you now? 88. 88. Yep. Awesome. Uh, he's about the same age. He, well, he I'm, is older though, I'm by the way. 20 minutes older. He's 20, 20 minutes. Do you ever let him down on that? You know? Well, I was the only one that's supposed to have been born because back then they didn't know there was two of us. Oh, okay. So uh, actually he was a sort of an afterthought that, oh, here's, there he is. There's another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gene, how long were you in practice? Uh, 59 years. You almost made it to the 60s. Just about. And you were the local dentist yes. here in town. So, why did you become a dentist? Um, well, I started out thinking I wanted to be an engineer. And I went to Purdue one year. Both of us did. Hmm. And uh, uh, I tell my Purdue friends I went to Purdue one year, but then I decided to get an education and went to Indiana. So uh, that always goes a little well. But I, I really wasn't uh, certain about engineering and so forth. And, and there were other circumstances why we changed to transfer to Indiana. And then I just took a, a liberal arts course, well, actually a science course, until uh, uh, I decided, which I didn't know for maybe a couple of years. Uh, and why I decided it's I don't know I had a I had a roommate that was in pre dental and uh, he sort of uh, told me the advantage of it and so forth and so else. But anyway, uh, I be I became a dentist. He became a, a, a TV announcer. So it didn't work that way. like he wanted it. To. <laughs> so is that what you wanted to do? Is be a TV announcer? No. 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 No, no, I didn't want to be a TV. No, he, you know, okay. He, he did, that's what he ended up doing. I said he started. Not me. Not me the, he was interested in. Oh, in, in, my the, bad. The roommate I had was interested in in uh, dentistry, but he didn't follow through with that. So he was the one that became the, mm -hmm. the, the TV, TV announcer. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jack, what made you become an eye doctor? Well, they, they the School of Optometry was a division. It wasn't even a school when I was there. In fact, it, I was in the third class. Mm -hmm. They just opened this and just had a new faculty and everything was brand new, except we were in the health center basement because we didn't have any buildings or anything. We just had to take what they had. So uh, some, I don't know, one of my... Uh, classmates said, why don't you apply for optometry? They need some students, you know. I said, okay. That's about how long it took me to decide to, to go to 
optometry school, and I haven't regretted that at all, not at all. It, it's, it's a good field, and it has uh, continued to improve uh, in many, many ways. Well, uh, speaking of, of improving, so you've been in practice 60 years and 59 years, so how has your practices changed over the years? Um, what, what kind of changes have you seen? Well, of course, the technology has changed tremendously, and um, uh, just the uh, improvements in, in uh, all types of patient care, um, it's made it easier for the dentist. Mm -hmm. uh, we stood up when we practiced when I first started, and um, we didn't have a chair. And now you sit down, and you have the patient here in your lap. Mm -hmm. The head of the patient here in your lap. And uh, back then, you uh, did everything standing up. Um, that has improved tremendously because I know I probably would have saved my back by, by now. But, but you know, I, I practiced in, during the time that we did sit down. With my mm -hmm. later part of my practice, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I had that uh, capability. So uh, uh, things, you know, just uh, the aesthetics of dentistry is uh, the the pain-free um, treatment. Uh, there's just so many things that uh, dentists can do now that uh, when we first started, that sort of was not not uh, high in tech at that time. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it's uh, it's all changed for the good too. And I do want to comment on the dentists that were that I practice with here in town mm -hmm. are, were all first class. We didn't have competition. We had we, we all got along so well and, and uh, uh, they were all good dentists and we all um, looked out for each other. So it was a it was a nice uh, arrangement of uh, nice. Of, uh, it was uh, it was good. Well, Jack, how has um, ha how has your practice changed over the years? A lot, a lot. Uh, when I graduated, the, the main uh, focus of an optometrist was refractive, doing refractions to to uh, to try to determine the prescription that a person needs in their glasses, mm -hmm. and that's also at the time contact lenses were just brand new, mm -hmm. and we were doing. Uh, all hard contact lenses. We didn't have any soft lenses or any gas perm, or uh, so it was. A, it was a brand new field at the time, and at that time, the emphasis was on refraction and not anything about medicine. Mm -hmm. Now the, the the emphasis is most optometrists do a lot of what the ophthalmologists used to do. Mm -hmm. When I started out, uh, ophthalmology did all the all the health portions of the of the eye examination and I had the opportunity to work for Dr. Smith for about eight years down in New Albany and that he taught me a lot about the, the medical end of it otherwise I wouldn't have really known what was going on now the, the graduate is instructed in in the in the, the medical end of it to a great deal a great deal more 
and uh, so they they're pretty self-sufficient now more so than we were oh. um, the, um, the I think that the main focus was a good one in that cataracts back then were uh, something you didn't do until you just had to because it, it was called when you when you when the ophthalmologist did a cataract surgery he took the lens out and they didn't implant a new one in there so the patient was left with a very very high refractive error so you had to wear real thick glasses after cataract surgery or contact lenses. Mm. So that's when contact lenses really got to, got going good because people didn't want to wear those real thick glasses that the fake geeks had. And uh, so when they when they started when ophthalmologists started doing implants, it improved the situation with cataract surgery tremendously. And optometry then was co-managed with the ophthalmologists and uh, did the pre-work and then the post-work after the the, uh, the ophthalmologist had removed the cataract and put the implant in. Mm. So there was a lot of cooperation there and there still is. Nice. Well, so that, that's what changed probably more than anything. Wonderful. So you both are, are extremely influential in the community and I know um, you pass your practices and sold your practices on. Um, mm -hmm. You sold yours to Teresa Wheeler, correct? Mm -hmm. um, now, did you, did she come to you and um, intern with you before becoming a dentist? Did you help guide her to become a dentist? Not really. Uh, actually, I was even aware that she had graduated uh, as a dentist, and uh, uh, at that time, I had some thoughts about finding someone and she actually uh, uh, came to me and, and uh, said you know that she'd like to uh, start a uh, cooperation with us and uh, which was what we did and she was there several years and uh, we had the uh, we we knew when we started that that was going to be the case that she would be eventually taking over the practice hmm. so that's the way we we handled it when I got ready to retire. Wonderful. So it worked out great. Well, Jack, I know, I believe it was Carol Hickey worked with you years ago. Well, she she was working actually for Vision First. Okay. Not for me. Um, I sold the practice, and, and I can't remember the dates at all. I've lost all that. Uh, to mend again, Dr. Gunn mm, bought okay. the practice and then she sold it to Vision First. Okay. So we were, I was an employee of Vision First then after that for several years. And um, I don't have much to say about that other than uh, uh, finally retired and and, uh, and uh, enjoy retirement and it, uh, it gives me an opportunity to, to do the things that I should have been doing a long time ago and that's reading about things that are important particularly the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, being retired has allowed me to to, uh, to focus primarily on that 
you write letters to people mm -hmm. um, every so often, and I think you, you've written us one as well, um, thanking us for the adjustment. And um, what does that mean for you to be able to sit down and, and write um, well, well thought out letters? Okay. The main reason for that is I just feel like that people need encouragement as much as they need anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what your status is in life, whether it's any, any level, mm -hmm. everybody needs encouragement mm -hmm. and acknowledgement and encouragement in order to get on the right path. So that's, that's really the main reason I, I started writing letters. And, and I'm thankful for a lot of people in my life. So being grateful for them, I think it's important that they know that I'm grateful to them mm -hmm. for things they did for me. So that's primarily the only reason I started writing letters and then I just got, I like doing it. <laughs> well, so, they, they always say in, in, in self-development books, you know, attitude of gratitude. And that's, yeah. um, that's a lot of wisdom what you just said. Um, speaking of wisdom, so you both are, are a little older than I am, so you've been in the community your whole life. Yep. How have you seen the community change um, over the years? I remember you, you told me um, earlier this week that you guys worked on the Speedway when you were 13 years old. So tell us about the community, what you've seen over the years. Uh, well, to start with, uh, when we grew up in the 30s and the 40s, you know, everybody's uh, status was going through the Depression, and that was a big, everybody was not, you know, we all were in it together. People just didn't have a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, even during the war and after the war, it was a it was um, um, the the the, uh, the uh, people really looked out for each other. It was a, it was a, a time when uh, the simple things and everything was simple. It, uh, of course, uh, I'm not saying that's bad. Or that's good because uh, we learned a lot from the hard knocks and growing up. Um, but help me out here a little bit on this. When we um, got from, you know, after the war and so forth and got through all that, uh, Salem was always. A, a, a industrious in the fact that they had several industries and really they've actually maintained most of those mm -hmm. and we really haven't uh, suffered a lot from uh, loss of a, a huge you know we've lost Smith cabinet and BF Goodrich and, and Link Cannell and that type of thing but we also also had a, a lot of good things come to Salem mm -hmm. and uh, the community of Salem is uh, is a special place. It, uh, I know it's. They've helped me through my life. Uh, they supported my family. 
through the practice of dentistry, and uh, I'll never feel like I've uh, uh, been let down from uh, from a point that uh, I want to give it back, and uh, I try to do that um, as much as I can. But I'll never be able to repay what what the people of Salem have done for me. Yeah, I, I'm. Well, one thing that's the one thing that has not changed is the fact that we had used to have a lot of, and we still do have a lot of great organizations mm -hmm. that do a lot for the community. But most of the the, the good things that they that get started is with the individual. There's we've had so many great individuals over the years that have just taken it on themselves to 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 make the place better. And I think that's the one thing that has not changed. We still have a lot sure. of those people. And uh, they're still doing a great job. So, uh, even though the good old days weren't necessarily the good old days, the people that were doing the good things, we've still got people doing that right now. And uh, that's, what's, that's what's kept our community really going, I think, uh, more than anything. I am, <clears throat> so I'm actually a transplant, so I'm, I'm from Bloomington mm -hmm. originally, mm -hmm. both me and Ellen, and oh. I consider, <laughs> I know, I moved to the, the, the big city of Salem, but I'm, this is my home, you know, I, I am, it's different here than anywhere else I've ever lived, and so I'm so glad that you guys said that, and I'm mm -hmm. so glad that that tradition of caring and giving and, um, good people doing good things in this community is still continu continuing you and know, has been for years. I can think of so many people that made a difference and that was that was that was the difference is because there were certain individuals that made it made it their project to make a difference in the community and, and uh, people like Jess Hessel and, and Burl Jean and uh, gosh I could go on and on and on mm -hmm. the people that have have just given everything, and and then they they have influenced the other individuals to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So even though all these uh, community betterment organizations are a good thing, it still takes that individual and his exercising his responsibility to make it happen. Mm. Wow. And, and historically, you can go back and and even really early days, we had. Pioneers at uh, uh, at one time Salem was noted as the Athens of the West because of their colleges. They had the first female college. Mm -hmm. Female college. This is in the 1800s. You'd never heard of. Yeah. So uh, Salem was innovative, and it was uh, it was early early on that uh, they had outstanding people well this has been absolutely awesome um, I do have to ask so you both have been coming for the last handful of months uh, to the office how has chiropractic helped you well it it, it, it made me as you know it made me taller yes and in fact when I started out I was shorter than you now I'm taller than you <laughs> but uh, it, it just allowed me, when I first came in here, I couldn't get off of that table. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. I had to fall off, mm-hmm. and you remember that. And then, and uh, now I can I can almost I can't jump up off of it, but I can really I can I can make it up on my own. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really helped my mobility tremendously, Wonderful. and lessened the pain in the process. Okay, I just feel better, a lot better. <laughs> Good. Well, after those 59 years of practicing, I, I was like this, for, you know, for 59 <laughs> years, bent over it with the patient, and uh, uh, I've had two back surgeries and uh, had issues with actually for vertebrae, cervical all the way down to the sacral, and uh, it uh, straightened me up too. It straightened me up physically. Maybe we're going to get to the, to the mental part later, but I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it did straighten me up, and uh, I've got to maintain some discipline about uh, doing this, the uh, things that, as far as physical therapies and things that I need to continue that uh, would have well help. But basically, overall, it, it was a it was a tremendous uh, help for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank, well, you. thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank really. you for uh, joining me on this episode, and thank you for all that you do in our community. Because even though you are retired, you're still heavily involved in our community, and I just want to thank you for all that you guys do. All right. And thank you guys for watching, and I look forward to seeing you guys on Thriving with Chiropractic. That's all, folks. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.